Hey guys, welcome back to Roundtable Rundown 2018. I'm Gideon here with Alex and Will. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. And today we're going to be listening to our interview where we were fortunate enough last week to speak with the legendary former Laker, Meta World Peace. Meta, thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast with us. And uh, we'd love to open by um, talking about your amazing new book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's good to be here. And um, it's really cool to see young, innovative, you know, that people, teens, uh, up-and-coming adults, trying to push out good messages. Thank you. Use, using Thanks. technology and having that entrepreneur mind along with the philanthropy. Right, thank mm -hmm. you. That's what the future needs, so. We're here at UCLA to talk about your new book, mm -hmm. and we'd love to hear your thought process behind the whole thing. You know, mm -hmm. why did you put out the book? Tell us a little bit about your book tour, mm -hmm. and what inspired you to do it all. Absolutely. Originally, I didn't want to do the book. Right. Because it was about my life, and it's like, I don't really care. Sure. Mm -hmm. I'm just tell people about what I'm yeah. doing. Sure. Yeah, it's weird to tell your own story, right? Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then people say, you should do a book because it's good when you want to do speaking engagements. And I, and I do like to speak. So I said, okay, it's cool to do for speaking engagements and right. stuff like that. Okay, I'll do the book. Sure. Right. Then I was supposed to have the book done fast. Mm -hmm. Two months, man. But it took me like almost a year because... No way. Well, oh. Yeah, because I was just... Uh, it was so time consuming. Right. Yeah, writing a book in two months is really hard. Really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I did the book. Some people said they like it. Right. You know? Right, and you went back to your childhood story, really. Right? Yeah, yeah. I originally wanted to be raw, so the book is like, it's very uncensored. Right. I tried to give people more of a insight and more of a, a reality mm -hmm. rather than just do a book. Right. A book about just the surface of things. Sure. So if I could, the real thing. The real thing. If I can inspire somebody, I always like to do that. Right. And yeah. That's what we did. It's really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so what's it been like almost going on this uh, book tour, you know, to promote it? How's that been? The book tour has been good. A lot of people have been excited, my core fans. Mm -hmm. I've only done two book signings. One, right. one of them was at an event, so it wasn't really an official book signing. Sure. I've done one official book signing. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. And I need to do more. Mm -hmm. But I like doing these intimate events where I can talk to an intimate crowd and we sell some books. That's fine right, for me. Right, right. And, and it's, it's fun and it gives me something to talk about also. But um, I, I'm really I'm really proud of the book. Uh, I feel like my family was in the book and they um, kind of projected a lot of the reality. That's really great. Yeah, it was good. It was That's good. great. So um, do you mind if we transition to the mental health Absolutely. questions? So, um, you know, with DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love around the league last year, I feel like last year was really the big year for mental health kind of blowing up across the league and the stigma, you know, really um, improving. You know, with Kevin Love's article in the Players' Tribune um, and then DeMar DeRozan giving that great um, talk on SportsCenter, um, I was wondering if we could just talk about, you know, the stigma overall of mental health um, in sports and how you think, you know, players, are players maybe more comfortable now to talk about it? Or what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so. I think those guys set, set the tone. Mm -hmm for the new era right it's very important to be humanized sure because everybody experiences it right absolutely 100 mm -hmm. everybody not everybody certain people experience mm -hmm. things it all depends on when you come out of the wound at birth sure that's where things start to happen you have unique situations where parents could pay attention to their child and right. they're there for their child and the, and the kid grows up a little bit better because the nurture. Right. You know, you need, you need to be nurtured. Then you have mm -hmm. situations where in any dif demographic, any mm -hmm. ethnicity, where parents can make mistakes. Sure. 
Um, it happens and, and there's, no, there's no bias. Uh, and sometimes, you know, a, a parent is only trying to do what's best for the child. Right. But the, the best the, they can. The time is the most important thing. Right. Right. Time, time has more value than mm. money. Right. And so it hits poor demographics and it hits rich demographics. Mm. Because, you know, uh, time. Mo- most of it has to do with the time. Right. You can get a, you can have a deadbeat dad that left, or dead, I don't want to say mom, because most mothers, they there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can have a deadbeat dad that right. left mm-hmm. early, or you can have a dad that's just really busy. Sure. Right. Same situation for the child. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. still affects them. Because right. the money doesn't change your emotion. You can't insert money in somebody's body and become right. different, right? Right. Right. So, yeah. With that being said, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's very important that when you talk about these topics, mm-hmm. me being from an urban black demographic, sure. when I'm speaking, I have a lot of fans and the future behind me. Right. Yeah. So it's very important that I affect more than just, you know, my demographic. Of course. Right. right. And what you say, you know, you're talking about nurturing and you know, creating the right environment, would you say that so far in sports right now, today, you know, we have a nurturing environment towards mental health, you know, whether that be you know, high school, college, or even the NBA? Um, now we do because of the youth. Sure. The youth is changing a lot. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the youth, we'll be in bad shape. Right. If it wasn't for the youth being fearless, relentless, persistent, and just go-getters, right. we'll be in bad shape. And that's why a lot of the stigma is gone. Yeah, right. that's why a lot of the stigma is gone. That's great. I think you before could... before the youth was accustomed or trained to think mental health was weird and you were crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the youth is saying it's all right. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> it. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, which is good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think also athletes are all supposed to have this persona. You can speak to this about. Uh, you have to be tough. You always have to be right, tough. Right. And never talk right. about anything about besides like going out there and. Right, doing it, but uh, I think now, like you said, the youth are really pushing that movement of no, it's okay to feel how you feel and to express mm-hmm. that. So. And you, and it's not necessarily when you say people mm-hmm. look at athletes as people with strength have to be perfect. You gotta really break it down to what type of people are putting that pressure on athletes sure. and it's yeah. fans. Right. Sure. Not not too much pairs, but it's fans and then sometimes media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So the, and you can't measure who's putting the most pressure. Right. But for that, I don't think anybody ever said, like, athletes have to be strong. I think, like, you know, when you're advertising, marketing yourself, it just seems like it. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said the rule was you have to be strong and you can't show vulnerability. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. but it seems like it. You know, right. you, you, we yeah. always have these mental barriers that we feel we can't cross. Right. If we cross it, we're gonna get burned. You know, um, yeah. mentally, mm-hmm. subconsciously, right? Sure. And so, hopefully, you know, that generation is crossing those barriers. Though, right. Absolutely. I feel like the genera- generation is crossing the barriers, barriers with people coming out mm-hmm. um, and, ex- and and expressing their happiness about being, you know, homosexual. Sure. People coming out and expressing their happiness with being themselves. Right. Yeah. Or revealing you know? their depression or anxiety or whatever it is, right? Or, or being happy right. and and accepting having anxiety. Right. Right. Accepting having depression. Right. Right. Right? And right. it's not a bad thing to have depression because you're human and you have a heart and you care. Sure. And you have emotions. Right. It's not a bad thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're not machines. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Not machines. Yeah, that's perfect. 
And so lastly, do you mind if we just talk about the high school basketball really quick? Or do do you whatever you okay, yeah. great. Go, yeah. So we've had two basketball players recently go to play Pac-12 basketball. One kid in our grade um, right now is probably going to go to Kansas, it looks like. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about, you know, the one and done rule? Do you think that it should be put into effect? You know, there's been a lot of talk about possibly removing it and, you know, letting people re-enter the draft again from high school. Um, do you think it inhibits that. people's careers? Or what, what do you think? Listen, it's 450,000 college right. athletes mm -hmm. that have a chance to play college sports. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Seven billion people in the world, about 300 million in America. Sure. I don't know how many is the teenagers. Sure. I don't, and I can't tell you how many athletes. I didn't do that much research. Right. Mm -hmm. But millions. Yeah. Millions. Mm -hmm. So if you get a scholarship to a college, first off, your parents don't have to pay that bill. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. So it puts more money in your household. Right. So if your parent has to pay that bill, mm -hmm and can't pay that bill. Right. You go, that means you're probably in a bad situation. Sure. Right. And that situation could cause hunger. Right. When somebody's hungry, they make bad decisions. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's when I don't care where you're from. Mm -hmm. You can be Bill Gates' nephew. Sure. Mm -hmm. If you're hungry, you're gonna be like, Bill, get out of here. I'm, yeah, <laughs> you need food, yeah. yeah get absolutely. away from me, I'm hungry. Right, absolutely. Right? No, you're right. So imagine being in the wild, right. which is these urban communities and being hungry. Mm -hmm. Sure. Or even if you're a white young kid from Mississippi mm -hmm. or Kentucky, right? A poor white kid, right? Right. Hunger's hunger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, with that being said, you have to have an opportunity to make money for yourself, right? To feed yourself, because if you don't feed yourself, some people will say, "Okay, I'm just gonna push through college. I'm gonna work three jobs." Some people will say, "Okay, I'm gonna buy this gun and rob somebody." I'm gonna chop this cookie up into a couple of dimes sure. and sell the drugs. Right, right. right. They make bad decisions. Because they're hungry. Right, right. Right. So with that being said, you have to be able to support yourself. You should not put that mental barrier. Mm -hmm. It's an invisible barrier. Right. Yeah. And people are afraid to jump over the line. Right. And feed themselves. Right. So with the youth now, you see blockchain. Mm -hmm. I love that the youth is growing up with blockchain, right. growing up with technology, and everybody's trying to come up with solutions. Sure. Right now, the one solution is NBA and NCAA. Yeah. But there's also other solutions out there. Sure. Where you can help a kid eat that loves sports. Right. Absolutely. Right. 100%. Right? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. amazing. So, no obviously, worries. LeBron James went to the Lakers, and ever since 2010, since that last championship, you guys won. Things haven't looked the traditional Laker way. So, uh, what do you think the Lakers can do from here? And I bought a pair of LeBron James this yeah. year. I uh -huh. bought a pair of Lonzo's yeah. last year. <laughs> you know, I, my best season was in Indiana, yeah. personally. Sure. Yeah. That's when I was my best. Right. Sure. Lakers, I won a championship here. Mm -hmm. I have lots of issues in Indiana with the brawl, with fights, with technicals, with flavor fouls, and all right. that stuff. But yeah. still one of your best seasons. Still one of my best seasons, don't know how. Right. <laughs> and being at the uh, Lakers and having a turnaround in my career, it helped me grow love for the game again. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I did that here in LA. Yeah. Right. So I'm a Laker fan, and I want right. to see the Lakers win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily I want to see other teams lose. I want to see the Lakers win. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. Do you think that, you know, this team built up of, you know, vets like Lance Stevenson and JaVale yeah. McGee and, you know. Wow. Um, Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Oh, and, you oh, know, my. but also, you know, pairing them with, you know, oh, young Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram. Do you think that it's going to work out? This um, is amazing, man. It's mm -hmm. really amazing. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. You think they can yeah. get past the Warriors? I think the, I think the Lakers can win the title. I, I got them winning the title this year. Right. 
I got because everybody on that team needs a title more than right. anybody in NBA. That's true. I think so, too. That's true. Yeah. They're yeah. all craving it. Yeah. There's so many of them that really need one. Rondo needs another one. Right. He's eight years away right. before he has his last title. So that's what I wanted to ask you. You know, How do you feel about Rondo coming to the Lakers after all that bad blood You know, with the Celtics? And uh, I don't know. What do you think? I mean... I, for me personally, seeing you know great. being a diehard Lakers fan, yeah. you know being a diehard Lakers fan, you know seeing him go from green to yellow was kind of weird. Um, film. I know, I know. Yeah, um, I should do that, but it's good next time. Okay. Yeah. So you think it's good that you know Rondo came from from green to to the Lakers? It's just a game, right? Like a business game, and, yeah. you, and you should have fun when you're on the floor. And I right. think Rondo's great. Okay, perfect. Absolutely. I guess Thank we you so you much. go. I really appreciate it. It's so nice meeting Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Tune into next week's interview with USC sprinter Anna Cockrell. See you next time.